The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Football 24-7. He's John McMullen, and I am your host, Tone DeShields II. First things first, you guys. Thank you so much for being patient with the content. Now, normally we're very much on time, but we all know hotel Wi-Fi is not the best. And I want to give a shout-out to my man, John, for you know battling and uh, winning the war of attrition with the hotel's Wi-Fi. So we appreciate you guys for staying locked in on the content. John, tell me about it. You know, this Wi-Fi, man... Uh, Technology always seems to fail us, but we depend so much on it these days. Yeah, we do. There's always the hot spot. That's what you do. You go to the hot spot on the phone. That's uh, kind of the way you have to get through these things. But, uh, yeah, we'll get through it. We'll get through it. Yeah, Not the no- Dolphins. <laughs> Not like the Dolphins. Exactly. Yeah, there, there's no hot spot like Miami, right? So, you know, before we get into the content, make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. Remember, stay engaged in that live chat. The live chat really helps the content grow. It really it really shows you guys really are locked in and you guys are really breaking down the things that we're saying. And we know you guys are always going to hold us accountable. You guys are always going to hold us to the fire. But we love it and we live for it because at the end of the day, it's the game of football. This is sports media. And without the fans, without you guys, none of it is possible. So we appreciate you guys for liking on the content. Uh, stay engaged. Subscribe to the channel. Turn on that notification bell. Make sure you guys lock in on jkipsports.com if you want more from John McMullen and, and, and all our other contributors, such as Paul Domowicz and Joe Sinti Liquido. Listen, you guys, Jacob Sports is trending in the right direction to make sure you're on the right side of history. So make sure you guys are locked in on everything and all things Jacob Sports. Now, John, what happened today? We were supposed to go against the Miami Dolphins in joint practice day two. The Philadelphia Eagles were supposed to get redemption. Please. Fill me and the fans on what happened today. What went wrong? Redemption for the first uh, uh, joint practice loss of the Nick Sirianni era. No, but that's not important. But, you know, yeah, the Eagles were looking forward to getting out there and sort of redeeming themselves a little bit. I know I was talking to – couple defensive coaches before they practice and they were really looking forward to getting some red zone work in against the Dolphins they thought they needed that and and it was disappointing for them that they weren't able to get it now the Eagles practice by themselves in in Miami's facility which was a little weird but uh 
they won about 70 minutes and they did it was it was all red zone stuff and a little bit of um end of game scenarios down eight points at the 25 yard line with 45 seconds left so you try to push it in and get the two-point conversion so that's probably kind of what they had set up uh, with the Dolphins maybe a little bit more they probably scaled back a few minutes because they've been going about 90 to them to an hour 45 in these joint practices they scaled it back to about 70 without the Dolphins but um, you know, they made the best of it, and, you know, it was just like a training camp practice. By the way, the last one, the last open practice of the year, fully open practice of the year, the media, um, will get kicked out after 10, 15 minutes now. So um, this was it, and it, it was – I think it was disappointing for everybody because um, everybody was looking forward to seeing the Eagles versus the Dolphins, and – Maybe we'll get to see it on, on Saturday night, at least some Dolphins and some Eagles. The Eagles aren't going to play many players. You can count on that. Yeah, I have to ask you, though, you know, working in, you know, again, working at another team's facility, I can't help but to feel a little un- uneasy about that. How does the coaching staff, how does the opposing team um, manage to maintain some level of privacy uh, while they're doing uh, their, you know, while they're running plays and while they're trying to get their work in? Well, I don't think they're concerned about the Dolphins. I mean, that's one of the things you do with joint practices. I mean, it's not a division rival. It's not the Cowboys sitting there looking at you, um, you know, so you're you're not worried about uh, Miami as much. But there's, you know, I do think people, there's a, there's a high level of professionalism in, in the NFL for the most part. And people say, Bill Belichick, Bill, especially in Philadelphia, but, um, you know, nobody, nobody from the Dolphins is doing anything untoward. Um, the Eagles just practiced, uh, because they were in South Florida. They had a scheduled practice at the facility. Excuse me. Miami wasn't able um, to show up because of the stomach virus, and they made the best of the situation. That's pretty much all it comes down to. So, offense was able to get some red zone one done, um, red zone work done. You know, what was your observations from the offense? Um, in, in that regard, uh, Jalen Hurts, the skill position guys. Um, even though things didn't really pan out the way they anticipated, how did the team adjust? <laughs> Um, I, they played really well defensively and I think they bounced back a little bit from, uh, the prior practice against the Dolphins where the defense struggled a little bit, especially early, um, in the practice. And, and Jonathan Gannon mentioned that a little bit, uh, to me, they struggled early, but they came on a little bit later. They came on a little bit later in the session, uh, Today they were – now it was, you know, close quarters. Remember, when you're doing red zone work, so it becomes more difficult um, for the offense because you don't have – you have very tight windows. Um, so there were three interceptions, uh, which is a positive for the defense, obviously, uh, not a positive for the offense. And it was interesting um, – before the practice, Nick Sirianni had said Jalen Hurts had the best practice since he's been here on 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 Wednesday. And really, 
we were all looking at each other like, what the what the hell are you talking about, dude? <laughs> he, threw the football, he threw the football once more than 15 yards down the field. Um, and then I got to reading Nick's comments afterwards and kind of delving into it a little bit more with him. And he was basically talking about decision-making and, and the process of that. So there were a ton of checkdowns. And from a coaching standpoint, he was really, really happy with that because in the past, you know, Jalen might try to make a big play and might try to do something more than what the defense was giving him. And he just took what the defense is giving him and was giving him. And Nick Sirianni was just happy about it. He was ecstatic about it to the point that he called it his best practice, even though there were no real splash plays except a, a one deep ball to Devontae Smith, which we were talking about that yesterday. Um, you know, that was not a good pass. It was underthrown, but Devontae was able to come up with it and, and got the DPI call on top of it. But um, it wasn't a great pass. Uh, and yet Nick was really, really happy with, with, with Chandler Hurts' practice as a whole. You know, I guess when you think about it from this perspective, you know, one of Jalen's weaknesses has been processing, right? Making quick decisions, making decisions that he can live with. And, yeah. you know, I guess from a splash play standpoint, you know, it's not the sexiest thing in the world, you know, to really have a practice the way they had uh, yesterday. Um, you know, Nick Sirianni, mainly everything was check downs, right? Everything was pretty yeah. much underneath. And, you know, that's not, you know, that's not really sexy, right? But, you know, the football nerds, they eat that kind of stuff up, right? They eat the, you know, the the nuances of the game, making this uh, uh, decision-making and processing and, you know, you know, getting through your reads. I know we spoke about this yesterday, but, you know, speak on the value of, Jalen Hurts being able to take that next step in terms of his processing speed and in terms of the reads he's making and just how how much easier it'll make how much easier to make it for this offense to just flow. Yeah, it's it's a big deal. And you know, the the league has changed. So I talk about this a lot, you know, basically over the past 10, 12 years. Um, there's not a lot of full field progressions anymore in the NFL because, you know, if you think about the old Bill Walsh teams and the West Coast offense, they had these giant playbooks and these plays with incredible verbiage that you had to be a, you know, sort of a football savant to even understand. Um, and they just don't have the time to do that. So um, now they sort of sort of shifted to more of a college-like um, um thought process where they teach concepts instead of plays. So basically what young quarterbacks are taught today is, is, you know, um, concepts, not plays. So in the old days, it would be plays. You got to learn this play. You got to learn that play. You got to know this play. You got to all the West coast, the cheese, cheesecake factory playbook. Um, nowadays it's where's the safety. Is that quarters coverage? Is that cover two, cover three, cover eight? Um, what coverage? Where's the safety? You basically read the safety, and then you have three options off of that, typically. Uh, you know, progression A, progression B, progression C, which is usually that check down, that dump off, and that's it. So basically, um, that's what 
And by the way, that I people take that the wrong way all the time. It's not the Eagles. It's everybody. That's what everybody does now. There's a couple quarterbacks who can still do the full field stuff, but very, very few. And as we get, you know, as people like Tom Brady leave the league and, you know, you saw Ben Roethlisberger and you've seen Phillip Rivers leave the league, you know, Drew Brees, there's few, few and far between now. So, you know, this is the new age of the NFL and the Eagles are very happy with where Jalen Hurts is learning those quick progressions, making those decisions and making the right decisions instead of forcing the football. You know, you brought up, you know, a handful of different coverages uh, that defense is playing. I have to ask you, are there any coverages or any concepts that you're familiar with that Jalen Hurts has struggled with and that he's improved upon? Like, like, is, like, like, can you break down, I guess, the coverages you've seen him excel against versus the coverages you've seen him not do as well against? Um, I mean, it's, you know, there's not a ton of, of, of coverages. So, you know, you talk about, I, I talk about it all the time and Vic Fangio was there again today, but the, the whole league is, is basically, and I'm exaggerating, but well over 50% of the league is playing, um, essentially Vic Fangio's style of defense right now, which basically it, it shows a cover two shell, um, and then it spins off in the usually quarters coverage. And then from one side of the field to the other side of the field, you can have some matchup zone, some press, uh, some man-to-man. Uh, maybe it's man-to-man on one side. Maybe it's uh, zone on the other side. But it's basically quarters coverage. So, And the reason they do that is because they want to keep it um, away from – uh, the quarterback at the snap. So they want him to have that one or two seconds of, of doubt of what coverage they're in before they spin off into what coverage they're going. To. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Uh, that's what the Eagles are trying to do. That's what a lot of NFL teams are trying to do. So basically Jalen's had trouble with, um, if you look at Tampa Bay last year, um, you know, they came up with the scheme to to sort of um, get him out of his comfort zone uh, and, and force him left uh, instead of letting him leak out of the pocket right. Um, but 
as far as just being a drop back passer and, and coverage, I don't I don't think it's a specific coverage as much as understanding what coverage he's seeing and trusting what what coaches and Brian Johnson will tell you, trusting what he sees. And in other words, if you see cover two, believe you see cover two. If you see quarters, believe you see quarters and throw the football where you're supposed to throw the football. A little bit too <clears throat> a little bit too much doubt to this point in his career, but that happens with all young quarterbacks. So when we say Jalen was late on that throw. You know, how many times have you heard that? Jalen was late on that throw. That's him not trusting what he sees and, and having that little doubt in his mind and saying, oh, what if I'm missing something here? And all of a sudden, in the NFL, the windows are tight. And if you're late, you know, it's probably going to be an incompletion. And that's the best case scenario. The worst is the football's coming back the other way. So I have to ask, right, do, would you say that comfort zone has expanded for Jalen Hurts? I mean, he has, a, he has a full year under his belt. He has another training camp under his belt. He's entering his third season in the NFL, second full season as a starter. I know there's a lot, I know there's a lot of unknowns because they haven't actually played a live-action game yet, a real game. But just based off what you've seen, is it fair to say that his comfort zone has somewhat expanded? Yeah, I mean that I mean that just happens with experience. Every single rep is is experience and you know it becomes second nature. And and Nick Seriani used that term. That always scares me because I used to cover Dante Culpepper and Dante Culpepper was coming off a phenomenal statistical year and he made the statement that the game has slowed down for me. And you know, he got off to a really bad start the next year. Um, he tore his ACL. He was never the same player. Um, now, wow. the injury part is not not part of that. But I don't know. Something about that. He said, Nick used that, those terms today. He used that exact term. The game has slowed down for him. It's Boy, triggered for you. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's a little triggered for is, you. I, I can see it. It is a trigger. It is a trigger for me because – Man, you know, this is a copycat league, I always say, but it's a slow-moving copycat league. So, in other words, some team might have success against a quarterback and everybody else might not pick up on it by the next week, but they spend the whole offseason. Like, everybody's playing the Eagles. They're watching Tampa Bay's game plan, Todd Bowles' game plan. That's what they're going to put on. That's what they're going to try to duplicate. Um, so they're going to adjust to what you do well, and then you have to adjust back. And that's what the great quarterbacks do. Um, I don't know if he's there, but he's certainly more comfortable. A few more points I want to hit with you before we close out the show, John. Um, I have to ask you about, Vic Fangio, you said he was at the practice again. And I have to ask, man, uh, is Vic Fangio on the payroll? Is he consulting in some way? No. No, he's just he, – he knows a lot of people. He might have been there for the Dolphins for all I know. I mean, he, he goes all over. Um, he's very well-respected. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people ask him about defensive football. He is the guy when it comes to defensive football right now. So a lot of teams pick his brain. Um, he decided to take a year off. He could be a – he wants to come back next year. Um, and unfortunately for him, he's probably not going to be a head coach again. So he's going to have his pick of the litter of defensive coordinator positions. I'm, you know, typically it's going to be eight or nine openings somewhere in that range. He'd be number one on probably eight or nine lists. Hmm. I know, I know, I'm, I know, I'm looking too far into the future, but I have to ask, right? You know, if if Jonathan Gannon doesn't pan out, what are the odds Vic Fangio is the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles? I, I, I mean. If the Eagles don't pan out, which I number one, I don't think it's going to happen. Number one, because um, there's too much talent. Uh, secondly, I think the more likely scenario is that Jonathan uh, gets a head coaching job, and the Eagles will have to replace him that way. Uh, and then I think that that scenario would be more likely that Big Banjo. Um, would come in as a replacement. He's from the area, you know, uh, has friends here. Um, so maybe it would be a perfect fit. If he fails, though, you know, you can say, all right, well, you're getting, you're going to run the same scheme that the people hate. Now, you can say, okay, this is the godfather of the scheme. So maybe it's a little bit better. But they just don't like the scheme. Mm. So I, you know, are they going to go down the same route? Uh, it's still going to be, you know, avoid big plays first and foremost, uh, uh, which the Eagles did do and did last year. They were top five in the NFL, um, and they're going to play five-two overhang and 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 everything Gannon does, Vic Fangio would do. So. If they're unhappy with Gannon, I don't think they would be happy with Big Banjo. Okay. So um final question of the day. Um, you know, the Eagles are gonna have their final preseason game against the Miami Dolphins. We know we're gonna see mostly third string guys out there, second string guys, on uh, some people who are trying to make the roster. You're mainly gonna see guys out there just to prevent the other guys from getting hurt. Um, and then they have to look towards uh, look forward to the uh, Detroit Lions. Now, I have to ask, you know, what's the latest on the injury report? Because, you know, sometimes the Philadelphia Eagles conditioning has come into question um, for guys like Jordan Davis. Um, you know, sometimes you see guys with their hands on their hips. I have to ask, you know, what's your assessment right now of the current uh, of the injury report as it stands today and your overall assessment of the team's conditioning as they um, lead into that week one matchup with the Detroit Lions? Well, I, I don't think conditioning is – they got a lot of good conditioning in Miami. I'm trying to pull up uh, the practice report today. Um, it, it You know – Darius Slay was back, so that was a, a, a positive. Um, and, and um, you know, he wasn't seriously hurt uh, because he left the field twice uh, against the Dolphins, so that was a positive. Uh, it was Derek Barnett was out with ribs, Sean Bradley illness, 
So a little bit of concern there with the stomach virus, but uh, I was told it's not a stomach virus thing. Uh, Andre Sassere is out with a groin. Um, Christian Elise uh, has been out for a long time with a hamstring. He's out. Uh, Javon Hargrave with the toe has been out. Um, Greg Ward has been out with the toe. So you have Miles Sanders, uh, Josiah Scott, Josh Job, Jason Kelsey, obviously. So, should, should fans be concerned about Javon Hargrave's toe? He's been out all training camp. No, he's a, he's in the precautionary. Um, I mean, he's got, you know, turp toe type thing, but um, it's not a long-term injury. And the Eagles aren't, you know, he's a key player. The Eagles aren't going to mess around with key players. So if you're not 100%, they're not going to put you out there. Hey, you guys heard it here first. Make sure you guys continue to smash that like button. Um, Stay engaged in the live chat. We appreciate you guys so much for just staying um, consistent and being loyal subscribers to um, um Jacob Sports. If you guys haven't subscribed yet, make sure you guys become a part of the family and subscribe to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And also make sure you guys check out John McMullen on JacobSports.com. He's our lead. He's our he's our editor in chief. He's our he's, he's our he's our. He's our figurehead. He's our leading guy on JacobSports.com. And he makes he he makes sure uh, everything is as it should be. Um, and if you want more from that guy, just just lock in on those articles. I Man, he does he does great work. Also, we have guys like Joe Santiliquido and Paul Dama, which writing for us as well. So a lot of great content for you guys to consume on the Jacob Sports YouTube channel and JacobSports.com. John, before we get out of here, any final thoughts um, on this training camp and just you know your overall feelings about this Philadelphia Eagles team uh, <clears throat> as it stands today? I think it's a really talented team. I think, you know, maybe something happened more important in Frisco, Texas than than Miami Gardens, Florida. And that was uh, Tyron Smith going down for the Cowboys. Um, he's going to be out uh, at least till December uh, with the injury he, he suffered in a bulging fracture of the knee. So serious injury. That's a really good player. And, He's been injury prone in recent seasons. <clears throat> Remember, that guy's an all decade player. He is a big time player. When he's out there, the Cowboys offensive line tends to be really good. And when he's not, tends to be average at best. They still have Zach Martin, who's a great player. But, you know, from where they were at their height, it's not nearly what it once was. And it's a devastating injury. So right now, I you know I think that tilts the NFC East from the Cowboys to the Eagles. That one injury. So everything is set up for this team. They're the most talented team in the NFC East. Um, they are among the most talented teams in football. <clears throat> there is no reason this team shouldn't make the playoffs, and we'll see how far they can go in the playoffs. To me, it's. It's, you know, if you don't make the playoffs, it would be a disappointment at this point. The ultimate failure. He's John McMullen. I'm Tony DeShields the second. You guys were locked in on football 24-7. Make sure you guys smash that like button. Make sure you guys continue to comment below, especially if you're watching the replay. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the Jacob Sports YouTube channel. And also make sure you guys are locked in on the Jacob Sports postgame show that's coming September 11th. You see the all-star lineup, Derek Gunn, <clears throat> Mike Missinelli, Seth Joyner, Devin Caney. And on top of that, we have the future. I'm calling it the future Hall of Famer. Lane Johnson taking over the show every week to lock in with these guys and pretty much give his his, his synopsis, his breakdown of um, what's, 
why they won, why they lost, why it was a tie. Whatever happens, you're going to get the full scoop with Derek Gunn, Mike Missinelli, Seth Jordan, Devin Caney, and Lane Johnson. So make sure you guys lock in on YouTube. Also, make sure you guys lock in on 6ABC.com. And if you want to watch the live stream in person, if you want to watch this post game in person, take your behind out to Atlantic City at Ocean Casino Resort at the new sports book, The Gallery. You can get good drinks, good food, plus all your sports bets, catch the ultimate vibe. And on top of that, you might run into Seth Joyner and Mike Missinelli, those legends, De- uh, Devin Caney and Derek Gunn. So make sure you guys like it on the content. We're always grateful. But without further ado, this was Football 24-7. He's John McMullen. I'm Tony Shows the second. One love, stay humble, stay healthy, and most importantly, stay hungry, you guys, and fly goes fly.